love you. Gentle folk, ladies and men, thank you so much for coming back to the couch and listening to us. It means so much. We always love to have you back with us here today. And we've got a special uh, genre spat down for you today, a uh, mm-hmm. royal, uh, female royalty biopic yeah. period piece smackdown. Very niche, very niche <laughs> genre. No, but thank you so much for it. It's going to be a fun one, I imagine. Uh, I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon, and this is a podcast about movies and TV. We like to call it Green and Faceless on the Cooch. No, I'm going to scratch that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to scratch that out. Um, This is Green and Faceless on the Couch. Welcome. Yay. So happy. So happy. (laughs) Yeah. And here's a, here's a thing. Uh, Um, We've mentioned many times on this podcast that we uh, we both enjoy period pieces. You enjoy them far more than I do. They have to be very particular for me to enjoy. I really I really like period pieces, but they're nothing to me. You know, I watch them and I'm like, that was so much fun. I learned a lot. I'm going to go read a biography on this and feel like I actually know what happened. Fair. Yeah, most, most time they're just kind of like boring little like, this is history. They're not boring. Typically, but in in memory and in retroscope, like when I look back on it years later, it's like, yeah, that was fine. I don't remember much about it. They have to do something really wowing. Like they have to be like the aviator. Is fair. (laughs) The aviator is a fine feel. That's a good film. Um, It's got to be epic. It's got to be very cinematic, very like crazy. And I feel like one of these movies tried to do that and it was very interesting. And then the other one is a typical um biopic fair, which is like very you know, mm. it's good. It, it was knowledgeable if historically inaccurate, but I still enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know which one you're talking about because I felt like they both had brought things uh that w- were interesting to try to make the the story feel i don't know uh exciting and i will say that these are the i think these both these stories are exciting uh and i will say that my love of period pieces is a little bit it's it's a little bit of my a mixture of my love of fantasy and you know the farther back in history you go the more it starts to feel like that other world that you can read into fantastical yeah Yeah. sure yeah i like um i I come into period pieces almost solely for the actors involved and the costume and makeup design i yeah that's love period piece costuming it's it's fucking wonderful and that might be what it more is for my wife and that's what i was kind of getting at is that this is the kind of stuff that we get really into together and that's nice. That is nice. Yeah, I don't know when it when it comes to history, I feel like I just enjoy it more in a biography because then I know that the individual who did it researched it heavily whereas mm-hmm. certainly in a film there is somebody who researched it heavily. Sure. But, but you can't the, imagine the that artist yeah. got a hand of it and they're like I want yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah, because sure. uh because with these two films uh what I was um the, the of the to give the declarations of which ones i was talking about mary queen of scots 
has a lot of historical inaccuracies and felt very much sure. like just the run of the mill uh historical period piece biopic. It's good, it's entertaining. From what I read, there was a lot that historians hated about it. And then Spencer tried to add a psychological flair to a period piece biopic, and I fucking loved that. And it was yeah, kind of riveting because it was it was like uh, it was like this is a biopic and we're gonna take it up a notch and try to add a little bit of another genre into it. And I was like I applaud that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it also works uh, given how much the character was struggling at the time. Let's talk about Mary Queen of Scots. (laughs) Mary Queen of Scots, the title character played by Saoirse Ronan. Uh, Both both the leading ladies in this do excellent. And and I say leading ladies, but Margot Robbie as uh, Queen Elizabeth I, she really is a side character, but there is quite a bit of focus on both characters. Uh, I feel like they do a lot to try to make them out as sister queens, Um, you know, even saying as much over and over again, (laughs) Um, but uh, that's Probably I didn't do much research on the accuracy. Um, it seems like you did a, a little bit more than me. Um, I, I didn't do a lot. Like my my history is very broken. Like sure. Um, I mean, you know, you you've talked to me a lot on history. My facts are like very jumbled, far between. It's it's basically like word of mouth. Um, is my relation to history. Unless I've read a biography on it, right? I only know what I was taught by my teachers growing up, which was shit, because they also did not know and a lot of movies. what they were talking about. <laughs> and then movies, which have free reign on historical accuracy. And, and Mary Queen of Scots, uh, I don't know. I, all The only research I did was on the um, on Wikipedia, where it says historians is, I'll read it. I'll read it verbatim. Historians have heavily criticized the inaccuracies of the story. Mary and Elizabeth's letters to each other are believed to have been their only sources of communication. They are not known to have ever met. Hmm. There have been suggestions that Mary would not have had a Scottish accent. She went to France at the age of five, where she grew up in the French court. Right. And then uh, and another expert says that... Um, an expert on Queen Elizabeth says it shows a friendship at first, but there was not a friendship. Elizabeth tried to be kind to her at first, but Mary never saw Elizabeth as an equal. She saw her as a rival from the very start. So that's like, how I've seen it done in other movies as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that might not be what that's probably not what they were going for in this film. But yeah, the, the, I, I think it's fair to have these inaccuracies. Yeah, it, I think it's fine too. But the problem is when you say this is a true story, or even if you say this is based on a true story, mm-hmm. people are going to take it as fact, and that is a little problematic. But yeah, it is like art. <laughs> it is art. So I'm uh, the global fuck that would have walked away from this movie like, yeah, Mary and Elizabeth were friends, and it like met a real historian was like, shut up, kid, and just up. smacks me. <laughs> Um, I you ain't think, read the letters, fuck. I think this movie is really supposed to be a piece about how threatening women in power were to men, yeah. especially yeah. in this time period. And it, you know, we still we still have problems with this today. 
uh, and it's oh, ridiculous yeah. that it's still yeah. I just want to problematic. I want to say it was hilarious to me too because um, we we had, I, I we were trying to fill a slot. This was a this was a, a blank slot in our schedule for April, and we we're like, what do we do? Do we want to do a an Oscar film? A lot of the Oscars that we haven't seen yet aren't you know accessible, streamable uh, right. for what we have in regards to what we stream. And so the only option that was really open that we were both really excited about was Spencer, yeah, uh, with uh, Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana, and you were you were like, well, how about Mary Queen of Scots to pair with it? And I was like, I, I was like, I have nothing, I, I didn't know anything about it. So uh-huh. I quickly did a Google search when you said that. I saw David Tennant's name was involved, <laughs> and I said, hell yes, I'm on board. And it's hilarious to me because David Tennant is the, like, number one man in this movie who is, like, su- severely threatened by Mary's power. Yes. Yeah. And, and by what she's doing to Scotland with her power in his right. eyes, what she's doing to Scotland. Yes. He, who does he play? What's his name? Oh, uh, let's see. John Knox. John Knox. John Knox. The founder of the Church of Scotland. Yes. Uh, which is a pro- – that's another big part of this is since – uh, Elizabeth's father, the Henry VIII, created the Church of England. The Isles have pretty much been going back and forth with mm. what they want to do with their worship. Mary's sister, uh, excuse me, Elizabeth's sister Mary, who was queen before her, turned it back Catholic again. And then when Elizabeth was in power, she's like, no, we'll be Protestant. And some people in Scotland took that lead and were like, yeah, we don't want to be ruled over by Rome because Rome was super powerful at the time. And they're like, we're not even their subjects. We're Scottish subjects. And then really far away, too. Like for back then, it was a world away, really. Yeah. So she comes back in being raised in in France, Mary, and she is Catholic. So, but and what is her? What's her relation to Elizabeth? They're Cousin? cousins. I'm not. I can't quite remember how far removed. Uh, the name Stuart, the Stuart line, was at one time the they sat on the throne of hmm. England, and then the Tudors uh, took over. I don't know that part of the story very well, but they're cousins anyhow. So her claim. On the English throne is honestly, to some people, a little bit stronger than Elizabeth's own. But because she was busy being, I think, the Queen of France, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. she married the king, I think. I don't remember yeah. how her husband died. I think he was murdered. Ooh. But I'm not that sure. That did happen a lot. That did happen a lot, yeah. <laughs> so, she came back to be queen in Scotland, and... uh she was very eager to offer herself as heir to the English throne since she already had a claim. And she figured that would also in this movie, the way it's portrayed in this movie, she figured yeah. that would squash <coughs> any beef that might be with her and Elizabeth because <laughs> Elizabeth doesn't have any heirs, but also they didn't, she didn't want to, Elizabeth to feel like she was too big of a threat. And that was at the very least what her court wanted her to do too in this film. Yeah, they kept they kept trying to send suitors Mary's way to like uh yes. to to be her husband. 
Yes. Like one of the suitors was Queen Elizabeth's like paramour, right? Like D- Dudley, uh, her... yeah. Um, yeah. Robert Dudley, played by Joe Alwyn. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's not. I I'm not gonna say that this Robert Dudley is very much of a, of a character. If you want to see that relationship played out, go watch uh, Queen Elizabeth Part One and Two with mm. Glenn Close. I believe is who plays Queen Elizabeth in that. Oh, nice. Pretty good movies. I don't think I've seen them. That's nice. I think Christopher Eccleston's in the first one. Oh, nice. It got me hooked. Yeah. Secret <laughs> review of those movies. Where was I? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. So they try. They were trying. There's a lot of political intrigue going on. England wants the, her to marry a British subject to keep an eye on her, basically, and maybe get control over her. She refuses Dudley, mostly because she knows that Queen Elizabeth really doesn't want her to marry Dudley because and, and the queen at the uh, Queen Elizabeth rather they're both queens was suffering what was probably syphilis at the time hmm. and uh, that messes with your head so she does make some bonkers decisions and go, it goes back and forth on what she wants yeah. a couple of times in in this film. And the makeup on uh, Margot Robbie, yes, when uh, when she has the condition on, like all over her face, freaking great. And then like that's really that's, that's where you also get like the pale faced uh, Elizabeth that we see in like the portraits and everything because she would like right. heavily yeah. make up her face, and it's it's really well done. I really enjoyed uh, Margot's performance yes. in those moments. The costuming's pretty good. I don't know uh, on Elizabeth, it seems pretty damn accurate, but that's because we have a bazillion portraits. Right. Um, the other side of things, the Scottish side of things, I'm not sure how accurate their clothing is, but I really liked the costuming. And going back yeah. to David Tennant, like you can't even tell it's fucking David Tennant until he starts. I know talking. when he showed up, he's got this. He's got this huge beard. Huge he's beard, like all cloaked hair. and everything. Yeah. He, oh, the, he looks so the good. Cloak I loved is it. so big, like it doesn't leave him look like it's yeah. the same body as it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, once he. Once he speaks, though, then you're just like immediately like, yep, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's the I was order. like, wait, that's who the, the, the fuck Scottish is man because I, know. I, I forgot he was in this and I didn't look up the cast list beforehand. So for me, it was like, who the fuck is that? And I was just sitting no. there and then all of a sudden out loud, I'm like, that's David Tennant. And Sarah's yeah. like, holy shit, that's David Tennant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, once he once he spoke about ah, once he got an ah in there, they were just like, oh, yeah. David. <laughs> uh, he is really good in this, but you hate his guts at the same time. You do. He's yeah. He is a very uh, is misogynistic. The right word. Uh, yeah. Yes, I would say so. He uh, is very against uh, being ruled by a woman, uh, which. Yeah. But that's what I was trying to get to the religious aspect. He's just completely against it from the beginning because mm. she is a Roman Catholic. She comes in and originally he was a part of her court. And he said, she says, I want to have religious freedom in Scotland so that people can re- worship how they wish. And he was like, that's not going to work because we're Protestant now. Yeah. <laughs> And, and she was uh, just immediately like, well, you're no longer part of my court then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, toodles. 
It's like, if you can't respect that I worship a different religion and that yeah. I'm cool with you worshiping a different religion, it's all... He, she even says at one point, it's all the same God. Yeah. If she actually said that, I don't know. But... Right, that's... I are. mean, that's the thing with, with films like this, with... Um, because with, with Spencer, you don't... Uh, you don't care too much, I feel like, about whether or not it's being fairly historically accurate because the story is very intriguing. The the the, yeah. the changes, the psychological aspect, it's all very intriguing. Whereas with with these kind of um I hate I hate to say textbook because this isn't textbook. It's but it's um but but kind of like the run of the mill bio historical period piece biopics like this, you spend a lot of it wondering it's just like, oh that was a great moment, but I don't know if that actually happened. You know, right, there's so many sure. times where I'm just like, I don't know what's real, what's what's to believe, what's just story, what's just message right. even. And even um beyond that, like we only have what historians might have said secondhand or the yeah. letters that people sent back and forth or legislation or proclamations. Right. So that's all we have. We don't have the people's actual intentions and thoughts. Right. Um, and that's why it's like, that's why I, I, I do ig- try to ignore my feelings on it because, right. because as you said, for the most part, it's just an entertaining way to tell you what happened. Right. And I do enjoy that. I do. I don't want to come off sounding like I, I hate these kinds of films because I don't, I do enjoy them. I just don't remember them. I remember more reading a, a heavily researched biography that comes as close as possible to the actual accurate events and you know it's like for a lot of people those are kind of very dry and very boring right. but I, I, don't, I love that shit that's my preferred way to read history is that 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 deep dive into one sole individual right so it's like it, this movie definitely has added both you know Queen Elizabeth and uh, Mary Queen of Scots, both of them to my want to read list, of course. Right. I mean, Queen Elizabeth was already on there, but Mary Queen of Scots wasn't. So now she's added on there. So yeah. I do give it props for that. I will say also this is based off of a uh, 2004 biography, Queen of Scots, The True Life of Mary Stuart by Bo William mm. Willimon. Willimon? Well, Maybe it's, it's not. interesting. No. I'm curious what the historians have to say about that tome. Yeah, actually, I will. Uh, I'm not sure. That might be a movie because Bo <laughs> Willimon was the writer of this screenplay. I might not have oh. wrote, written down who the who the writer of the. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsie. Well, I do know Oopsie, that they've Oopsie. done this story, John Guy, uh, several times. My favorite account is probably Monty Python sketch. <laughs> That's one. Are you Mary Queen of Scots? <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> 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 oh shit! Is, okay, if you, if you have access this. to YouTube, which you do, go check it out. It's yeah, fine. definitely. And uh, honestly, to dive into closing statements, if you're ready for that, on Mary Queen of Scots, I enjoy it. You know, as much as it sounds like I did not. Um, that's only because I'm doing what I do, which is I, I'm trying to just talk as honestly about this film as possible. Sure, and yeah. this is this is how I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember it as a pretty bland biopic that was entertaining, but had inaccuracies from what I remembered. That said, 
Uh, the director, Josie Rourke, did a great job. This was her debut. She did a great job at bringing really good performances from Ronan and yeah. uh, Robbie. I think both of the leading ladies have some great scenes. Saoirse Ronan is, uh, yeah, her acting is phenomenal. Um, because this movie goes a lot into how she, she she's trying to have an heir, to produce an heir, mm-hmm. an actual heir who will be king. Or oh, yeah, we didn't talk about her. that guy at all. <laughs> James, right? Yeah, it's James it, because she named uh, it. the The child becomes uh, King James uh, after yeah. Queen Elizabeth's death, but James Earl and, of Moray, played by yeah. James McArdle. <laughs> They're all James. Uh, they are. That's great. But yeah, like her her kid, uh, yeah. King James, after after Queen Elizabeth, like you said, he's the first. Uh, monarch of both Scotland and England, you know, to unite the kingdoms. That was his big claim. But it's it, watching her, watching Saoirse Ronan's performance as this this woman who is uh, trying to be queen, trying to to rule this this kingdom, and also to to get more to to have an heir to to protect her kid, to protect her 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 power. It's very fascinating. It's really well done by her. Uh, great performance all around. But again, overall, I'm not going to remember much, so I, I do give it a two and a half stars. I'll, I'll probably watch it way later down the line again, but it's nothing I'm going to come back to, you know? Right. So I kind of felt similarly when I first watched this that I wasn't sure that I'd come back to it. Well, on second watch, I liked it more. So I, I can't nice. say that I will come back to it again and again. And, and I'm not going to say that it's ranked high on my list of historical biopics, which I guess all biopics are. But it... <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I did enjoy it. And it it's the performances of the two leading women that you come, come and watch it for. Because uh, they are right. in it. Jack Loden played Henry... Darnley, Mary Stewart's husband, uh, and he was but, yeah, and he had some, uh, uh, and I don't know the historical accuracy on his infidelities. I will say, sure, and uh, and including the uh, historical accuracy of Mary Stewart's, um, I don't, I don't know what you call. What was her? Uh, who was the guy? Who was the? He was uh, a was bodyguard name? confidant. Uh, I believe David Rizzio. Yes, yeah. David Rizzio. Thank you. Here played by Ismael Cruz Cordova. Um which uh I, I guess historically people thought, um, and it might just be because of like how this movie portrayed it, which was it was a slandering, but people think historically that she and uh that David Rizzio might have actually been the father of her um son uh, of james well yeah this yeah this kind of portrays it that that is absolutely not the case and that it was a cover-up yeah. for henry uh and david's relationship spoilers exactly spoilers but i really did i like this film's interpretation of it so like yeah, it definitely makes me want to read more about it and see what like what it, how it compares to history but mm-hmm. i do enjoy that edition i thought that was uh sad it was very yeah, it, was, it, it was, was hard to watch but it was it was good for, and, for uh, what the film was doing gotta say uh i haven't seen jack loden and much anything else that i can think of but i really wanted to know if he was 
Simon Pegg's kid, like his sexy <laughs> son. Uh, the, wow, yeah, uh, I do see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I wanted to know. He's in Dunkirk, huh? Oh, he was in Dunkirk. Okay. Well, anyways, I he was enjoyable as well. Um, yeah, those are the really the, the only three performances, and David Tennant's rather that really stuck out to me. I think for the uh, this stuff, the the storyline with Mary's brother is interesting, and I'm just prattling on there's just i think there's a lot of interesting things i give it a face it's i'm not gonna say it's the greatest movie in the world but yeah let's uh let's move on to spencer uh first let's take a break let's take a soda pop break merry christmas or or happy christmas as they happy, say. Happy year. Happy end of the times of the year of the days. Yeah. So that is, that is Spencer. That's what Spencer's all about. Yeah. It is all about Christmas. It is um, an interesting fan fiction about Diana going through the steps of A Christmas Carol. It's very Dickensian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that, it is it does it does one of my favorite things too that I've seen in a historical biopic it opens up I don't remember the precise wording but it opens up saying a fable of a known tragedy or something like that huh. it's not it's not claiming you know yes. it doesn't come up uh, start say based on true events it says a fable of a known tragedy and it's I like that a lot because it's it's basically saying up front hey there's probably going to be historical inaccuracies here. This is just a tale about Princess Diana. We're aware. And I love that because uh, Diana Spencer, uh, you know, she became, uh, she was, Princess she was born Wales. into royalty. Yeah. yeah she, she, she was already she born was into noble. royalty. Yeah. The Spencer family, I don't remember what degree or, you know, what, what kind of belt they had in <laughs> the <Yeah>. aristocratic karate <laughs> class. But she becomes princess. Yeah, she married Prince Charles, son of uh, Queen Elizabeth II, right? That is, she is, she's number two, right? Our That's queen. right. Yes, she's only Our the second Elizabeth queen, yes. Yeah, and she's the longest lived. They, they, they're both so iconic. It's crazy. <laughs> it is yeah, he, crazy. He, uh, yeah, Charles is heir to the throne, and and so you know Diana has a lot of media attention because she is you know uh, she could be queen one day she is yeah. the you know the she's married to the to the heir apparent and it 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 weighs so heavily on her also because her husband just cheated on her and yeah and almost immediately it, after the yeah they get together that the affair starts with um. Uh, her name was I don't know it either it's his current she, wife she does not really there we go uh, I believe it's Camilla Parker Bowles uh, and she's portrayed only only very slightly by Emma Darwall Smith she's just happens yeah. to be there she does not have a speaking yeah. role. This film, but she's is, wearing the she's wearing the same pearl necklaces, though. She is, she is, and that is a big problem for Diana. She's always been a person, well, at least 
from this movie's perspective, she can get in her head about these things. She thinks that everyone's against her. And yes, her husband's cheating on her. And very obviously so. Yeah. Because, like, as she even says, like, if you're going to buy me a gift, don't buy her the exact same one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, she is, she is so on focus in regards to the paparazzi and everybody wanting to take photos of her. And she's trying to express herself, trying to figure out how she can even express herself while still being royalty. Like, while, while having all of this freaking attention and, right. you know, all the, the, all these rules, all of these traditions. Everything's just kind of imposed upon her. And this whole movie takes place during just one single, like, kind of like a weekend. Maybe it's not even that long. It's, um, it's, but a, it's, a, a, it's a Christmas of days outing. around Christmas. Um, yeah. You know, these people don't have jobs. So, no. The weekend doesn't exist for them. They retreat to the Queen's Sandringham estate in Norfolk. And and Diana's yeah. dreading it. She's dreading these few days, like hold up with all of the the nobility, all the royalty, and the the stupid traditions, like the long ass kitchen table where everybody eats at, and you have to eat it very quietly and politely, right. and you gotta slurp the soups with your pinky up. Like she hates it, and it's 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 getting in her head. And when she gets to the um, the estate, she just kind of feels like she's being watched. The, everybody knows everything. The the the, right. the royal family always they hear everything the 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 hands the help the 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 maids the butlers uh, Timothy Spall who is like a um, he's not a, he's, he might be a retired military person but, yeah he's Major Alistair Gregory and I did not recognize him at all by the way when yeah, he first he showed up I was just him. like I was like oh my god because I saw the name Timothy Spall so I was looking for him and then when, like when he was there I was like. Wormtail, and it, it, yeah. he's lost like a lot of weight. He looks great, like he does. And he, his role here too is very reserved, very kind of stoic and intimidating at times. It's great. Also, we haven't said at all, and it's a damn shame. But Kristen Stewart plays Diana. Yeah, I think we talked did say it when we were talking Mary Queen of Scots. But yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. And like. So here's the thing. I thought she would, like without even having seen this film, I thought she would have won the Oscar. I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, I think, is what uh won Best Actor. Oh. Let's I see know. here. Hold on a second. Let me double check. Yeah, Jessica Jastain, she won Best Actor or Best Actress Oscar. Haven't seen it. We'll have to see it, I'm sure. Someday. Because uh, I, I need to know why Kristen Stewart didn't win because her performance in this was phenomenal. It was pretty awesome. I think it's really good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Kristen Stewart is American. I believe so. Yeah, I thought she was. Let's see. Yeah, an American actress and filmmaker. Yeah. So I I do feel like you know we have a bazillion in one. I don't know. You you always see the reverse, yeah. You always see British actors playing Americans. Yeah, (laughs) you don't typically see Americans playing British actors. Well, at least nowadays, I feel like it happens a lot less, and that's because we have so many great British actors. So I am kind of curious if uh, if somebody feels that maybe their role is taken to play uh, a very iconic person in their culture today. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
And I understand but, that. Again, <laughs> where I come at it with the acting spectacle is like one, you should try to be inclusive in all right. in, in all ways. If, uh, but like it, it, when it comes down to the best actor possible, though, like I, I do think that you should look for like the sure. best possible and, actor. You know, what I was trying to say doesn't even just. Dist- I don't want it to detract from how great Kristen Stewart did in this role. It's the best thing right. I've ever seen her in. Yeah, really? she she really surprised me. Like, I mean, I always thought she was, you know, I've always liked Kristen Stewart. She was one of my childhood right. crushes, even though I didn't like the, the Twilight films. Yeah, I the watched Twilight them for years, her. It was like, okay, Kristen, yeah. we're just gonna let you finish this, and then maybe I'll jump back on board. No, honestly, yeah. <laughs> I always kind of and and I I'm sorry, uh, Kristen, but I always kind of just envisioned you as like the dopey teenage character and that's just because that's what you were getting as your roles so i can't blame you for that uh and there's been times where you've done that so well that i've been like wow that was great uh i can't remember this one particular film it was an indie film and Hmm. it was some trailer park stuff in a desert i can't remember what it's (laughs) called but it was really good I don't think I've seen it. I, I really haven't watched much that she's been in. There's a horror film I know that I've seen her in that I can't remember. Um, involved like a barn. That was it. That's all I got. It was decent. But like I, I haven't watched her in much. And, and it's the same with Robert Pattinson. I'm, I'm so happy that they've both kind of broken free finally of their, their Twilight yeah. chains. Yes, definitely. I mean, Robert broke free with The Lighthouse, in my opinion. That that was where I was yeah, just like, yes! Even <laughs> maybe before that, he was. there was a couple of things Tenet. that he was in. Uh, what was... <laughs> oh, yeah. He did a very good side role in the Henry V movie, Secret Review of Henry V. Ah, uh, but, topical. I like it. Yes, topical. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I guess to get back to Diana, though, the the main the the crux of the story is her dealing with, you know, all that weight while simultaneously like her mind is kind of crumbling from the stress and everything. Right. And there's also the added psychological aspect of everything, which is when she got to the the estate, there was a book in her room about Anne Boleyn. And there is a lot of parallels that I didn't ever think about. That I enjoyed this film taking these yes. parallels between her life and Anne Boleyn's life, and 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 the possible outcomes that her life could could go given that that history, yeah. and then she also might happen to see the ghost of Anne Boleyn every now and then. I thought that was yes. really kind of crazy. That and was fun. really kind of fun. And then there was that one time spoilers <clears throat> where Kristen Stewart was Anne Boleyn, and I couldn't. Ugh. And then I was like, oh shit, was she was she her the whole time? And, right. and and then they just did that one shot to make you see it, but I don't think no. it was. Uh, it wasn't, but it was still. In fact, it was Elizabeth still a great Barrington plays Prince Anne. Wait a minute, that might be um, the other Prince Anne. Prince Andy. Princess Anne. <laughs> Princess Anne. Sorry. Uh, it says here, Amy Manson was Anne Boleyn. What's that? Amy Manson. Okay, I believe you. Yes. Okay, I found it. Princess Anne yeah. being because Anne Boleyn was queen. Princess Anne is Queen Elizabeth's daughter. So uh, I do want to mention that this movie really kind of focuses just on Diana 
and you, we get a lot from William and Harry too. And it's yeah. the way that she plays with her kids is really cute. Uh, William is right. played by Jack Nealon, and Harry's played by Freddie Spry. Yeah, and I and I love that aspect too. I loved her dealing with her depression, with her stress, with with all of this mm-hmm. mental stress going on in her life. And also still being a great parent and how they yeah. as kids also helped her at moments. I thought that was wonderful. Right. It was very adorable. Right. They're, they're ga- there's this one game that they play where they're in the army, but they're only allowed to speak the truth. Yeah. And it, that one was really cute. William definitely pried into what was really going on with his mom. And it was yeah really nice. And that was another focus too that I really liked was the, the, the struggle it, William's the oldest, right? Yes. Yeah, it was it was like it was his struggle to do the more masculine traditions that were gonna be forced upon him soon. Like yeah. the, the shooting the gun. Shooting. Yeah. Uh his yeah, his father was gonna take him on a hunt and like he was, you know I don't know, he wasn't like nervous about it, but it wasn't something that he was looking forward to at all. He he wasn't ready for it. And Diana definitely didn't want him to do it because of that and I enjoyed that focus too because I loved how it um how it affected her how you know I lo- I loved how her kids growing up into this tradition into the this 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 hell of royalty yeah uh, uh, God it, it's got to be hell to be royalty like there's so much uh, especially if you're not born into it so yes she's nobility yeah. but like for the most part she gets to she got to live a normal life. Yeah. Um, you know, she was obviously probably more well off than the average person, but mm. she got to do what she wanted without being constantly hounded by paparazzi. Uh, mm-hmm. but when you're at the top of, of this system in the, this age, that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen because all you are is a figurehead at this point. Yeah. So, all, the people just want to see them, and she could, right. and that wasn't something that she was, I guess, built for or even wanted to do. It, this this movie doesn't portray the moment where she and Charles decide to marry, which no. they do in the Crown, a secret review of the Crown. That's a very good show. So if you're interested in seeing, if you've seen Stuart and you want to see. Spencer, rather. If you've seen Spencer and you want to know more about this story, the last season of The Crown really gets into that. But there's a that's nice. it's a long spanning show. Uh very interesting uh how they cast and recast as the characters get older. Right. Stop talking about that is that. one that I think now that's one that's a show though that I think I would definitely enjoy to watch. But yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be one of those that I have to wait until it's over with, so I can just binge the fuck out of it. Sure, sure, that's fair. I will say yeah. the part with Matt Smith is over. I know, I know. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I'm just like I want to watch it solely for that tiny little spot. Uh, so I'm not sure what else to say about this movie or what I was going to get at. Oh, I did want to mention that Jack Farthing played Charles. Once again, it's a very small role. All all right. of the roles, except for Diana, uh, Major Gregory, 
William and Harry are all pretty small. Oh, also yeah. Sally ha- ha- uh, Hawkins plays Maggie. And okay, yeah, and, and can I say this might be terrible of me, and I'm very sorry. Uh, who is the character? I, I texted you while watching it because Sally Hawkins could play this character. And if they ever oh, did a live oh action gosh. of The Incredibles, what's her name? Ed, Edna. Uh, uh, Edna. Yes. <laughs> if if they ever did a live action uh, film of The Incredibles, Sally if Hawkins give, should be a shoe in for Edna. If they give her the same haircut, yeah. If they give her the same haircut, yes. That that is that is very essential because she has the she has the Edna haircut in this movie. And like right when I saw her, I was just like, oh my god. That's the girl from Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> she was pretty freaking amazing in The Shape of Water. Yeah, she was. So She's a great actor. She is a great actor. So if she wanted to play Edna, she could do it. And she is, I don't mean it as an insult. I'm sorry if it comes across <laughs> as an insult. It's not meant to be. It was, it was purely like I saw her and was like, oh my god, that's like tit for tat. It's perfect. <laughs> But she she plays here um, Maggie the the dresser the royal dresser for uh, Diana. Diana and like her only source of kind of comfort within this entire estate it's the only person she knows and can kind of trust that because everybody else they all tell each other everything you know the, yeah. the royalty knows all they hear all and, and there's but, even like there's even a moment where she's walking through like the dining room uh, in the workplace like the workers spot. Um, in the kitchens and everything, and there's like a sign that says they can hear us or they yeah. can hear you. And I was just like, that's nice. There's there's so many like quiet, tiny details in this film yeah. that it's just really back up the the psychological aspect of it. It, it. It's true. It's true. And you know, if that sign's really there, just to explain it a little more, it's for the servants to know that the people mm. dining above them can hear them. Right, uh, right. But right. It, it plays into diana what's happening in diana's mind yeah and i love that and you know i guess to go into my closing statements like i highly recommend this film i think it's really Mm -hmm. good uh the cinematography from claire mathan or mathan is beautiful she has a lot of very still nature shots that are just gorgeous and then whenever you have like these close-ups of the of the people they, they kind of feel warm, a little fuzzy, a little diluted. Like it, it, it's, it's very of the period feeling yeah. and like it just, it's beautiful. It's really good cinematography. The music's from uh, Johnny Greenwood uh, of Radiohead. He does a lot oh. of, we've talked about him with Power of the Dog. He did the score for Power of the Dog, but he is also uh, all, a, a constant con- uh, collaborator with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Like he did oh, wow. the There Will Be Blood uh, score. So like, he's one of my favorite composers in the business, and I was I was surprised to see his name when I started watching this. Yeah. I was not expecting that, and it popped up, and I was like, "Ooh, I love Johnny Greenwood!" It's <laughs> like this is fabulous. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I think the the comparisons with Anne Boleyn are wonderful. I love the psychological aspect of this. Like, this is what you need to do if you're going to do a period piece biopic to get me entertained. Right? Is you have to you have to ramp it up. You have to go just. The Gotta do something to make it. it different, or or the story yeah, itself just needs to be super compelling, uh, which yeah, this yeah. was. And it's directed by Pablo R- Lorraine, who did uh, another biopic called Jackie with Natalie Portman as Jackie Anassis. Oh, Kennedy. Wow. I forgot about that movie, and I have not seen it. 
I was going to say, I haven't seen it either. So, like, I feel like this would have been a good pairing with that just for a director focus. Yeah, that would have been. But, like, but I had completely forgotten that was even a thing. Like, I didn't know anything about it until I watched this and was like, why do I know the name Pablo Lorraine? Never seen one of his movies. I just have heard about one. <laughs> but he does. It's, it's great. I'm very, I, I actually want to see Jackie now just because of this. Yeah. Um, this was a really good look at Princess Diana and it's, it's. Wonderful. Highly recommend it. Three and a half stars. I give it a face. Um, It is a very good film, and I do highly recommend it. And just to jump to the next segment, uh, I will give it the trophy of this genre, SmackDown, over Mary, Queen of Scots. Even though I I do think that's a fun movie, uh, I feel like you get involved in that world and the political intrigue in that. But just from the psychological uh, analysis of this character, just from that standpoint alone, it's this is this beats it out I for agree. sure. I keep on calling well, it Stuart. It's called Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's my dyslexic brain too. You you talk about Mary Stewart and you want to call Diana Stewart too, <laughs> and, and they, also Kristen Stewart. I mean, geez. yeah, Kristen Stewart too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I was double whammyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh but i think that's it i think that is the show thanks thanks for listening uh we, yeah. we always love to have you here cash potatoes and i am and always will be the green travel from gorsh and i am the faceless leon we'll see how i feel about it next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> safe travels and good night green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19 Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.